Welcome to PCTY Talks, a new podcast from the human capital management software provider, Paylocity. I'm your host, Sherry Simpson, and as an HR program manager at Paylocity, I will be navigating our journey together as we explore bite-sized topics around HR thought leadership, compliance, diversity and inclusion, and product knowledge. If you have an idea for a future podcast topic, please drop me a note at PCTYTalks at Paylocity.com. On today's episode, I have asked Anjani from DLB Growth Strategies to join me for a discussion on what HR professionals are experiencing right now. Anjani, thanks for taking some time to chat with me today. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. Anjani, you've spent half your career as a talent and strategy consultant and the other half in key executive roles driving transformation inside of some of the most complex organizations, Motorola, Pepsi, Lenovo, but there's so much more about your background. I was hoping you could start by sharing a little bit more about your education and your professional journey. Yeah, thank you, Sherry. So I am an organizational psychologist. That's kind of what I what I think of myself if I were to pigeonhole myself into anything. Um, that's what my degree in is in. And I started my career working for large brands, like you mentioned, Motorola, Pepsi, Lenovo. And in between there, I've spent stints uh, doing different types of consulting, so strategy consulting, talent consulting, leadership consulting, uh, whatnot. And if I sit here today and if I look back on the, the vastness of my career, you know, I've kind of sat in every role. Um, I've been at a CHRO. I've been an investor. I'm an active investor now. I sit on boards. I've been with Fortune 500 companies. I've been with high growth companies. I've been with startup companies. I'm an entrepreneur. I started uh, my business eight years ago. Uh, And all that's to say that now, you know, sitting from each one of those seats, what I do now is I'm a transformational, deep, uh, deep transformational executive coach, if you will. Um, And so I have many, many vantage points that I pull from in order to, to do that. And I've been doing this for eight years externally, and I think it looks very different when you're a coach internally and when you're a coach externally and, and, and the, the things that you can, you can push on with people. Um, and recently, I've teamed up with a group of very like-minded people uh, who do this work. And, and when I say this work, I mean the depth, the depth work. Uh, and it's a firm called Evolution, so I've joined them as a partner, and, and they specialize in doing depth coaching and um, really intense culture work for high growth companies. It's really exciting to hear that your take on it is this deep transformation. I think that's so important when you're looking for that support for your executives. So I I really like that you touched base on that. Yeah, thank you. I think it makes all the difference in the world. You know, we say that there's three levels of ways that you can help people. Um, You know, I call it the You can help people with the things that they do and give them tips and tools and, oh, you know, when I did this, you know, here's what I saw. Mm -hmm. You can help them uh, as a leader to be better with other people and how how they show up with other people. But the real change is when you can hold up a mirror and help the person see themselves and how they're showing up, not just as a as an executive or as a leader, but as a human being. So that's where the depth work comes in. And I, and I think that that's the, the core, like where change really lies mm-hmm. is, is there. 
Okay. Do you want to transition into like, hey, before we start, I just want to center us. Do you want to do you want to tee that up, or do, does it make sense for me to tee it? Up? I I would love to tee that. Okay. Up. All right. Uh, well, how about, how about you say like, okay, so, so let's, you know, I'm really excited to talk to you, blah, 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 or whatever. And then, and then I can. Okay. Yep. So again, I'm really excited that you're here. I think we have a, a lot of great things to talk about. Very relevant. Um, so I, I think I'm going to dive in a little bit here. Yeah. Great. You know, if, if you don't mind, uh, one of the ways that I'd like to start almost every meaningful conversation that I have, and I, I coach people to, to do this as often as they can as well, is to really presence ourselves and to check in. Because, you know, five minutes ago, I was off doing something else. And I know in a half hour when we're done, I'm going to be doing something different. And I want to really be here with you. And I want to have a connection with you so that, you know, when we're doing this dialogue, it's just, you know, my own flow can, can be accessed. So would you mind if I, if I asked you a question and kind of turn the tables a bit? Not at all. Okay. So if I were to really know you in this moment, what would I know? So if you take a deep breath and if you just close your eyes a bit, and center yourself and feel into yourself, feel into your heart. What wants to be named? What wants to be said? What would I know? I think what you would know about me um, in this moment is that that I'm, I'm passionate in a lot of ways. Um, I recently got back from helping my, my son who's in the Navy move off base and um, coming back from that and, and coming back to this is the fir- first podcast I've done since that. Um, it, it's so relevant to me, the importance of, of just sharing where you've been and what you've learned to others around you. Um, I think about all of the, the people listening who are in HR who, who don't necessarily have the same support and, and really hoping that episodes like this and others can provide them that feeling of, I got your back, you know, because, um, in so many ways, that's, that's what I'm passionate about is, is helping people and and letting them know that we're in this together and let's learn from each other. That's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I could really feel the passion, uh, around why you do this. So thank you. How about you? you Yeah, if you really knew me in this moment, you would know that I took a long walk before this conversation, and I I often move my body as a way to inspire um, some level of creativity, and I was thinking about what do I really want to talk about, and what is the message that I really want to share, and then as I tuned into my body, I could feel butterflies, like I could feel a sense of fear. Um, and, you know, I wanted to name that because I, I work with a lot of executives and I don't often work with, you know, large HR teams. And I know the, the listener base for this call is very vast and you've got people across all lenses of HR. And I, uh, like I, I felt that I put the pressure on myself to like, really add value, um, similar to what you just said, right, of, of 
really trying to add value. And, um, and so I just noticed, I noticed that, that bit of flutter, right. And that bit of, um, would I have something to add value on to all people across Asia? Well, that's what you would know. That's so powerful. Um, and I love that you shared that you went for a walk and were able to kind of center in that moment. Um, and, and just be honest. So I appreciate that. I think this is a great way to start our conversation today. Yeah, great. Well, let's, let's dive in. Okay. So I'm going to dive in right away with the tough one. So 20, <laughs> 2020 has been a major force of disruption to strategy that each HR executive or leader thought about um, in 2019 for 2020. So what are some of the changes you've seen given covid Black Lives Matter movement, and, and frankly, the waterfall effect that it's had on organizations? Oh, so much. You know, I kind of, um, the analogy that I, that comes to mind is HR teams are, they're like the master jugglers. And in 2019, they probably had, hmm, I don't know, eight, nine, 10 balls up in the air that they were juggling and they had a plan and they, you know, whatever that plan was. And then all of a sudden 2020 hits and it's like, here, take this boulder. Right. And then here, take another boulder. And all those other balls have to have dropped. Right. And now all of a sudden, what, what, if, if I were still in that role, what I'd be juggling is just these two boulders, COVID being one, Black Lives Movement being another. And I think the wrapper around all of that is culture, 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 culture. Because, you know, I think these are life-shaping, history-shaping moments that we're in. And every organization, uh, big, small, no matter what they do, like we're sitting here with a pen uh, and we're writing the next chapter of our history, you know, and of the organization's history. And I think that the CEO has the pen, but I think the hand that is holding the CEO's hand almost is HR's because they're the ones that are being turned to to say, what the heck should we do? I have no idea. What do we, what do, what, what do, we do? Um, and so I kind of call 2020 the year of HR because this is like all eyes, all eyes are on what we do. Yeah, with with those changes, how do you how do you think the role of HR looks now compared to I mean last year? How does it look now compared to last year? Yeah, I um, I don't think it looks differently in that I think the work is still the same. You know, the work of HR it's human resources. It's I hate the resources part of HR because <laughs> um, people are not resources, but it's human. It's how do we bring back human? And, you know, I, as I was thinking about this, um, I started thinking about how with the boulders, like the work of HR has gotten so focused. And so like, we have to solve for how we're, how people are going to work, whether they're going to come to work or not come to work, where are they going to work from, right? Like so focused and the how has become completely amplified because I think everybody is looking at their organization and saying, hmm, how are you taking care of me? 
what do you stand for? What do you really stand for? Not just in the words that you say, but in the actions that, that, that you do. Black Lives Matter, same thing. Hmm, great, you've got a statement. You, we stand for blah, 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 blah. We stand for anti-racism. Great, well, you know, I don't really feel that from my manager over here, mm -hmm. right? And so HR, you know, and it's interesting, HR has always had this rap of they're the, the gatekeepers, they're the, the policy holders, they're the, you know, this, that, and the other, like, oh, don't go to HR, you know, unless you want to make things really complicated. Like there's this snarkiness, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think this is the moment where HR as a function, as a, as an entity, like what we do, we can really reshape how people see this entire word. And it all goes back to authenticity, vulnerability, love, humanness. You know, like if you even think about businesses, what are we in the business of, of being? Yeah, sure, we have products, but who, who are we selling products to? We're selling products to other humans. Products are being built by humans. We're partnering with other humans to get those products or those services created, right? It's about bringing the human back to everything that we do. And I think that is like the biggest opportunity for HR what, is to bring the human back. What skills do you think HR will need to either um, develop, grow in, flex towards to really um, excel at this? Cause, cause I agree. I mean, I, I started off in HR kind of by accident. Um, mm -hmm. somebody suggested that I should pursue it. And, and I, I had that visceral reaction, like, no, they're the police. I don't, I don't right. want to be that role in an organization. Um, right. but fortunately I had some really good managers along the way. And, and obviously the company I work for right now is, um, get, gets that, you know, that, that the human element is there. So, as other HR professionals are wrestling with this, you know, what skills should they be working on? Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's any skills that you can kind of uh, go to school for, if you will. So mm -hmm. it's not about, you know, learning the laws and it's not about like all that, all that matters. And you should definitely have someone that you can rely on. That's an expert at, at that. But for me, the, the biggest skill to learn is actually taking the time to invest in yourself and doing your own work. So like I often say, a leader's job is to drive performance through, through people, right? To drive mm -hmm. performance, to lead culture, to build talent. Like that's the job of, of every single leader. HR's job standing right next to them is to enable that leader to be able to do everything. So to enable performance of people through leadership, through human capital, through, through, you know, processes, through all that stuff. And so the work of HR, I don't think changes and, and what HR needs to know to be able to do that, I don't think changes too much. I think the how changes dramatically. And organizations that I've seen where there's like soul, like real soul in the culture, it's because the HR team has soul and they invest in themselves to do the deep work. And what I mean by that is what am I most afraid of? How is this impacting me? 
like COVID's here. Am I scared? Am I even willing to look at that? Or do I have to armor up so, so much and the armor has to be so thick because I have to solve this. Like I, you know, people are looking at me, so forget about how I feel. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's, that's the work, you know, and even with, with the Black Lives Matter movement, what's my own stance? Like, have I done my work to say, how am I a racist? You know, it's a really tough question to ask, but like everybody, if, if we're inviting other people to ask that question, we've got to do this work first, mm -hmm. right? Like we have to be the beacon. As we often say, lead, on any change initiative, leaders have to go first. Okay, yeah, leaders have to go first. HR has to go first first. Right. <laughs> like HR has <laughs> got to go even before the leaders. Right. So I think that's that's the skill set is authenticity, vulnerability, intimacy, right? And intimacy is a really interesting word. I love that word probably more than any other word, because if you break the word intimacy down and intimacy is with, you know, another person, but you can only have it if the, the breakdown of the word is into me, I see. Into me, I see. I know myself so incredibly well that then I can have intimacy with another person because then I'm willing to reveal all that I know about myself to you. Yeah. Um, and I think HR has a lot of work to do in this area collectively because, you know, we have $100 to spend and we're going to spend it on our leaders. We're going to spend it on everybody else. We're like the last to eat. Yep. Yeah. It. You know, it, I think that leads really well into to my next question and, and something I wanted to make sure I touched base on is, you know, frankly, how does HR stay sane now, right? They're balancing um, all the new and continued responsibilities, like supporting a new and probably permanent workforce, keeping yeah. a dispersed workforce engaged and tuned in, driving strategic initiatives, um, dealing with all of the things internally for themselves that you just mentioned, um, all while having this passion and drive to handle all the employee resource issues that, that may come up. Um, and so how, oh, and on top of that, a lot of HR people now are doing more marketing initiatives to employees and candidates. So they have all these hats on and all this weight and all the boulders that you mentioned. How yeah. do they stay sane right now? Yeah, um, it's a great, it's a great question. You know, whether it's having a mindfulness practice or whether it is having a morning routine, whether it's having an evening routine, uh, you know, meditation is something that I, that I hands down suggest to everybody. I've been meditating for 20 some odd years. Um, I think, you know, self-care, radical self-care is incredibly important right now. But it's also how HR shows up as a leader for their team, right? Uh, when HR, when it, when a CHRO has a staff meeting, um, what are they talking about? How are they opening? How are they bringing the humanness into even their team? Um, you know, so again, you know, those three levels, right? Are we going into the topic is remote work plan? Are we diving straight into pros and cons of 
100% of our workforce being remote? What do we do with 50% of our workforce being remote? I mean, any one of those topics would be diving into that and appealing to people's brains. Are we figuring out and talking about how to come together as a team and what's prohibiting us from coming together as a team? Do we feel safe in the work that we do? Do we feel safe and connected as a team? Or are we having conversations kind of like the one that we opened with, right? Of if I see everybody here as a human, what would I really know? And we're gonna invest and we're gonna take 20 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is of every single connection point that we have to talk about that. Because it's actually more important that you are fully here, that you're seen, that you feel seen that you can name your emotion, that you can say, and you can feel safe saying, you know, I feel a little scared. I actually don't know what the answer is. And that in and of itself scares me, right? Like imagine if in this case, Cheryl, right? And I, I, I have no idea if she opens up this way. I assume there's a good chance that she does um, because of who she is as a person. But, you know, if she opened up every meeting and she was, sharing with everybody, you know, I'm, I'm scared. I, I know we'll figure this out and I know we'll figure it out together. But like right now I can feel my body tense. Like what would that do to you to hear your leader speak that way? You know, it's, it's, it's interesting um, that you bring that up because Cheryl does a version of that in our meetings. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So Cheryl's our CHRO for those that are listening, if, if you haven't picked up on that. Um, and, you know, it's interesting that the first time she did it, um, there was probably 20 of us in the room, um, HR leadership. And, you know, it was just share, share in one word what you're experiencing right now. And you didn't have to explain. You didn't have to elaborate. It was more about, like you said, seeing where you are and coming to the moment and, um, it was, it was hard. It was hard to think about what I was feeling and what I wanted to share and really go, okay, if I'm being honest with myself, this is what I'm feeling right now. And this is the word I would use. Um, but even in that moment where she had created the safe space, you know, all your internal dialogue gets to you, right. And it messes with you a little bit because you're like, well, what, how do I want to present myself? How do I think about these things? And it goes back to that, real transparency, real vulnerability. Um, and as we have done it, yes, yes, a hundred percent as we have done it, that I think the team has become more cohesive and we're, we're having those side conversations when somebody said either they're having a really big high or really big low. And, um, it, it has, it has made, um, even tougher conversations easier because now you have a good sense of, um, a personal relationship with 20 people in the room that you might not have had if you hadn't gone through that exercise. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, if you don't feel safe expressing that at work, or if you don't have a culture where, you know, that's just a norm and and that's how people connect and that's how people talk, um, get a community, get a community of people that you do feel safe, a community of peers um, so like one of the things that I'm toying with with launching um, here is a circle of HR professionals that are at the same level that are from different companies, 
where you feel completely safe to just be your most vulnerable self and to process some of these things that you are just holding the boulder for, right? you know, for your whole organization. So if you don't feel like you can do that at work, um, get a community. Yeah. Um, with all that we've talked about, the thing that really shines through for me um, is that HR has continued to step up to the plate. Um, yes. It's one of the reasons that we kind of talked about titling this episode 2020, the year of HR. Um, you know, we're now into July and there's a lot still coming, I think, for HR for this year and potentially into the beginning of next year. How do you see this as the year of HR? Oh, I mean, it's everything that we've talked about, right? All eyes are on all eyes are on HR. Not only are the CEO's eyes on HR, the board's eyes are on mm-hmm. HR. <laughs> right. And this is, you know, this is truly like we've talked about VUCA for decades now but like this this here this is the moment this is VUCA right things are volatile things are uncertain things are complex things are ambiguous there is no right answer we can't open up a history book and say well back then (laughs) right things were similar we did this so we should learn from that no there's nothing to really learn from right right um so we're gonna get it wrong we're going to get it wrong. We're going to get it right. And in every bit of wrongness, what's the learning? In every bit of rightness, what's the learning? How can we learn not just within ourselves, but like from other people, right? How can we have, you know, what I said in the beginning is like, for me, everything goes back to culture, right? So are we willing to try and fail? Are we willing to try and fail and still smile and laugh about it? Right? Are we willing to hold our people and say it's going to be okay? Mm-hmm. Are we willing to um, help our leaders and have them show up as the best version of humans that they can be? Are we willing to like finally step up and do all of that? Are we willing to let go of our processes that we love so much? <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah. You know, and say it's not about that right now. Yeah. Um, this was a great conversation. We, we hit on, on so many things and, um, I really appreciate helping, helping us land, um, or helping us center at the very beginning. I think that's really important in in any way that, you know, those that are listening can bring that into a meeting. I think you will see a very positive impact. It might feel awkward at first because it did for me when we started doing it, um, with our HR team, but, uh, it has had such a huge impact. So, if someone wants to get in touch with you or learn more about um, your businesses or your partnership, how do they do that? Yep. So uh, Evolution is a great place to go. So www.evolution.team um, is one. LinkedIn, you can find me on LinkedIn and reach out to me that way as well. Uh, I think those are probably the two the two best places. I'm not a big social media person, so... Well, thanks for joining me today, and I will make sure to include um, links to Evolution's website and your LinkedIn profile for anybody who wants to check out the show notes. Again, Anjani, this was a wonderful conversation. Thank you. Yeah, and just as we did the check-in, let's do a quick check-out so that this feels complete. So if you were to, you know, kind of in a one-word or a Twitter-length Twitter <laughs> post, what would your check-out be? What are you leaving here today with? 
Uh, I am leaving here today with um, HR, including myself, needs to find opportunities to be more transparent and more vulnerable going forward. Mm, I'm leaving here with excitement. I feel that the flutters have fluttered down. <laughs> and I almost like wish we had more time because what I, what I would have loved to have done is to have a dialogue with you uh, around like, okay, so let's talk about you as an HR professional and like, what, what are you bumping up against and what are your biggest fears? And that, like that, that's where my, that's where my heart always wants to go. <laughs> so well, maybe, maybe this maybe is a, a follow up. A teaser for episode two, huh? Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Thank you.